You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to more of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Hristadoulou, and today on this June 21st, 2022, I am talking a draft grade of the Tennessee Titans, a division rival of my Indianapolis Colts and Titans fans. Before you click away, you might be surprised with the uh, letter grade that I came out for these guys altogether, from the players individually to the days overall and for the final grade as well. I'll give you a little preview right now. Uh, a little bit of a tough pill to swallow with just how good these draft classes actually, or this draft class specifically, ended up coming out here. So make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and my Titans fans, while you're listening to a rival Colts fan talk about your team, comment down below. Let me know what you guys think about your draft class. Who are you most excited about? And who are you maybe interested in maybe finding out as to why your team went and drafted that player? But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into it, shall we? So, We'll start from the bottom. We'll begin with day number three. We'll go through the day three guys, then the day number two, and then ultimately cap things off with the Traylon Burke selection in day number one in round number one. Uh, beginning with Chance Campbell, the linebacker out of Mississippi here in round six at pick number 219. This is my lowest graded selection of the entire draft, so just know it only gets better from here as you're watching. C- minus is what I gave the pick, an average or so selection, give or take. Good eyes for the backfield to locate the ball quickly. He has a penchant for trying to rip the ball out, and he is a proven special teamer. This is a, this is a good depth guy altogether, the way I kind of look at him. Based off what the scouts are saying, he has some inconsistency to read and react to coverage things and you know whether it's in zone or things like that he's a little little bit slow to react in certain things while he's in coverage he's a little bit of a below average tackler as well a tendency to get caught trying to drag opponents down and when you're doing that in the NFL or excuse me in college it only becomes more difficult when you get yourself into the NFL but this seems like a, he's going to be number 52 three something like that on the roster at best a special team or guy someone who can help support on the kickoffs and, and punts and things like that again average selection overall then we're looking at Theo Jackson, the cornerback out of Tennessee in round number six at pick 204. This I graded out as a C. He is a big and long dude at 6'1", 198 pounds. He attacks the screens and hitches very aggressively. It actually does show up in his tapes if you do watch some of the videos on him. And he has a good ability to dislodge the throw. I, I feel like I that when I was watching some highlight clips and things like that, there was an awful, an awful lot of him just sticking his ball in between defenders and getting that separation to make sure the ball does not make it to the receiver receiver's hands doing a very good job of that and then as far as what scouts are saying for some of his deficiencies below average foot quickness so a little bit slower with the feet pedal there struggles to match the change of direction on inside routes specifically and he's not necessarily a guy that you can count on when it comes to run support he is more of a strictly coverage type of corner not not a guy that's going to come up and thump the wide receiver or anything like that or maybe the running back catching him on a stretch play or something like that so again I settled at a C solid average pick somewhere around there then moving into round number five, at pick number 163, we have wide receiver Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. I gave this one a C plus, a solid to somewhat above average selection here. He's a very good athlete. He proved that in his NFL combine. And then he was also praised for his football IQ by everyone. I feel like when I was reading profiles about him in, in various places, the IQ thing kept coming up, kept coming up over and over and over again. So I had to make sure I talked about that. He has good hands, not necessarily the greatest, but he does have good hands with a slight tendency 
tendency to drop a pass here or there, more like concentration type drops and things like that. Um, and balance as a player. And I just mean good overall balance as well. I've seen him make some catches, bounce off a guy, stumble, but catch himself and continue to keep on going. And he was a solid punt returner at that, averaging 19 yards per punt return. Scouts do say that they are a bit concerned about his size. He is only 5'11 and 100 and about 85 pounds, give or take somewhere around there. And he does have a tendency to try to catch the ball with his chest as opposed to, excuse me, the deep ball rather, with his chest rather than just his hand specifically, leading to some inconsistent catch it, catches and drops and things like that. Again, concentration type things. Uh, and he does need to polish up his route running and overall just as a player. But again, a solid selection, a good depth guy for the Titans here, considering the trade away for A.J. Brown. And I'm not saying that he's going to be A.J. Brown's replacement, but you trade away such a big piece and integral part to your system. Hopefully Kyle Phillips can produce as, you know, a slot guy or something like that and just like various rotational roles early in his career. Then the uh, fourth round, we are looking at Chigzem Okonkwo, the tight end out of Maryland there. I made sure to get the phonetic pronunciation of that because I wanted to get it right. I gave this one a C plus as well. He is a shorter but very athletic 6'2 tight end. He somewhere around like 240-ish pounds, give or take. Uh, he has a running back type of vision with the ball in his hands. Really good rack ability. A guy who with the ball in his hands can make a play. Uh, and he has a penchant for winning those jump balls as well. He's a very good 50-50 type guy going up there and coming down with the catch there. Scouts are a little bit concerned about his basic route tree that he ran at Maryland. He's not quite as, uh, you know, fleshed out as some of the more big-time receiving uh, tight end threats coming out of college here. But um, he did run a, a, a fairly simple route tree, and he's not quite as long as most tight ends. Obviously, like I mentioned, he is 6'2". He's not like a 6'5", 6'6", type of guy with massive wingspan like some of the bigger, more, you know, top-end tight ends in the league here uh, and he does struggle with trying to catch the ball over the shoulder as well that's where some of his receiving ability does lack as you know he, he's more of like a facing the ball make the catch type of guy as opposed to somebody who's going to make the catch on the run over the shoulder but overall again a solid selection here c plus grading continuing to get better here like i said that, that c minus i gave at the beginning of this that's as low as it gets it just continues to kind of go up from there for round four at pick number 131, the running back from Michigan here. This guy's a bulldozer, Hassan Haskins, 6'1", 220 pounds. He has really good size for the position, and again, a bulldozer. He can plow through the best of them. He has showed that on numerous occasions. If you watch his highlight film, it's like... I want to say like 65, 35, him completely plowing people over or blowing through tackles to continue to keep the ball moving there. He has an aggressive stiff arm, a stiff arm in all caps. And that was in a couple places that I saw. Good vision to find the hole, and he shows some really good cutback ability as well on some of his run plays. He's not like the big-time cutback guy, not the most elusive, but he does have the ability to make a guy miss and change direction. He's not going to do a ton in the passing game, though. That is probably one of the biggest knocks of his game is he's more of just like strictly a running type of guy. I look at him as almost like a really good like backup in terms of just like mold to and he's not obviously Derrick Henry's size but he has a similar running style of being able to plow through defenders in a really strong stiff arm so he does he does provide like a good relief for the type of running style that Derrick Henry employs in his game obviously not Derrick Henry not his size Derrick Henry is a mountain of a man but he does have the similar running style uh, and there are some injury concerns obviously with such an aggressive and hard-hitting run style you're always going to be worried about him potentially being injury prone or just you know dealing with a lot more contact and things like that. So a little bit of concern with his play style there, but overall a good pick. I graded this one a B. I really like the Hassan Haskins selection as relief for Derrick Henry there. 
Overall, for day number three, though, I opted to settle at a C-plus grade. Like I said, the C-minus was the lowest. A handful of guys had C-pluses. Hassan Haskins came in with the B. I like a C-plus average for day three, which is a average to above average grade here for the third day overall. A bunch of really good depth, guys. Honestly, I could see the entire draft class of the Tennessee Titans making the final roster just because everyone, even from the very bottom guy, has like a place on the team that they could fit themselves into. And I really think that it was just a very, a very solid to somewhat good day three selections. Now, moving into day number two, we're looking at three different selections here, two in the third round, and then one in the second. And we'll talk with the final pick of day number two for the Titans here in round number three at pick 86, Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty. I gave this pick an A, an excellent selection for the Titans. One, because there's obviously quarterback questions with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm a actual an avid supporter of Ryan Tannehill. I love what he has brought to the table since going to Tennessee. Um, I tell people, you know, I'm a Colts fan first, but I'm a football fan second. And I can appreciate good football when it's being played and Ryan Tannehill has been one of the most efficient quarterbacks since making his way to Tennessee. But after that playoff game that we saw this past, uh, you know, off or postseason, excuse me, not offseason, postseason, there's obviously going to be some questions here, and the Titans clearly wanted to start looking forward. Malik Willis, considering that a lot of people thought he was going to go in round number one to land him in the third round and kind of have a guy that, you know, has a massive throwing arm. He brings outstanding athleticism to the quarterback position. He doesn't really rely, like for somebody that's such an athlete, does not rely too much on his legs. And he is a fairly accurate passer when given the time to work in the pocket. This was an awesome selection and look towards the future. I really like just the raw upside of Malik Willis. And for the fact that the Titans were able to go after and get him. This is a very exciting selection for Tennessee, and I'm sure you Titans fans are excited as well. And like I said, I graded it an A. I'm very envious of this. I, as a Colts fan, actually wanted the Colts to somehow find a way to get Malik Willis, and I'm woefully disappointed that I'm going to have to watch him in a Titans uniform. Then in round number three at pick 69, we're looking at Nicholas Petit Freire out of Ohio State. Another A selection here. An excellent pick. A very athletic offensive lineman. A guy who was graded for the first round, who slipped into the second round here for the Titans to pick, or excuse me, in the third round here and was, or no, was he a first? Or, he's a first or second round grade. One of those two. I think I'm getting the numbers mixed up there, but at the they picked him at a lower spot than he was projected to go. Very athletic offensive lineman, has played both of the tackle positions. Depth at the offensive lineman is definitely something the Titans needed to work on just a little bit there, just to add, you know, adding another piece like they did here in the third round. He's praised for his footwork and technique with his feet, and he was considered one of the top tackle prospects in this year's draft class. So for the Titans to land him in the third round at pick number 69, awesome selection there for them. He does, you know, his handwork needs a little bit of work and, um, you know, he's noted for playing sometimes a little bit too wide in his stances, but overall it's like nitpicky things. And this was an awesome selection for Tennessee. Then looking at round number two in pick 35, the cornerback Roger McCreary. And like I said, I am very envious of a handful of the picks that the Tennessee Titans made because a handful of these guys I was talking about pre-draft myself and Roger McCreary out of Auburn very effective impressed man he has a very physical style of play he was considered by some like around like the third best corner in the draft class he does a very good job of getting his hand between the ball and the receiver's hands so he's constantly breaking up passes I mean he might not be the best tackler and he's a little bit undersized but I gave this pick an A minus I think that this you know Roger McCreary is just a really good out just an outstanding talent for this team to be bringing into the secondary there 
And again, I'm a Colts fan. I'm a little bit jealous of this, especially this, especially on the day two selections. Not to say I'm not happy with what we got, but you got a handful of really good picks here in day number two. For my grade for day number two overall, I sat it at an A. I mean, you cannot really argue with the picks there, at least at face value. It's obviously too early to really give true grades here, but at face value, just based off what we know about players so far and where they're coming from, what they've done collegiately, you get an A to start things off here, and I like what they got done in day, to, uh, day number two. And then to cap things off, the day number one selection in round one, pick number 18, involving a trade away of wide receiver A.J. Brown. You guys went and drafted wide receiver out of Arkansas, Traylon Burks, 6'2", 225 pounds. His, funny enough, his comparison in the NFL was A.J. Brown with a little bit more wiggle to his game. Listen, I love what A.J. Uh, not A.J. Brown, excuse me. See, this is my mind spinning here. I was a very big fan of A.J. Brown. Um, I've got to say this. Traylon Burks, he brings a lot of really good raw talent to the table. I mean, he is just a mountain, again, mountain of a man. Massive wide receiver, big hands, great ability to make the catch. I mean, it, it, the, the only real knocks to his game is that for being as big as he is, he does not play quite as aggressive as someone his size would normally, so that's something he needs to add is a little bit more aggression to his game, especially in like contested catches and things like that. But Traylon Burks brings so much upside to the table. I understand why the Titans are willing to move on from A.J. Brown to draft Traylon Burks. I am just not a big fan of trading away A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks. Again, if you're a Titans fan, you're listening to me. I'm a Colts fan. I cannot reiterate that enough, and I want to make sure it's very clear as to how much praise I'm giving you guys as a fan of a rival team. I love football first, and I'm a Colts fan second, and I'm a massive A.J. Brown fan. I thought he was a top-five wide receiver going into this season last year. I still think when he's healthy, he's a top-five wide receiver. The guy plays like an absolute animal, and I hope that you know the absolute best for him when he's over there in Philadelphia. I just don't love giving him up. For I mean, and I understand wide receivers are coming out of college so ready these days. I just don't know how I feel about getting rid of AJ Brown for Traylon Burks. I gave the pick a B plus, not because more like not because of Traylon Burks, but more so because of just how you had to end up getting Traylon Burks. Does that make sense? I love Traylon Burks as a player. If you're not trading away AJ Brown, I would slap an A plus on this and call it a day. But I'm gonna settle out a B plus because I just am not the biggest fan of how you wind up with Traylon Burks in losing AJ Brown. So I said a lot of B plus there. And when you're looking at the averaging, we have a B plus in day number one, an A in day number two, and then a C plus in day number three. Overall, if I was to give a final grade on this one here, I'm going to settle at an A minus. I just think that this draft overall was really good. You, you nailed a bunch of guys late in day three that are all going to fill, you know, just like smaller rotational holes and things like that into your team. Day two was a really strong group of guys with a really good pick for the future. And then two guys that are more than likely going to find some starting snaps within their first season. And then Traylon Burks is immediately going to be looked at as a potential number one wide receiver. This was a very good draft class overall for the Tennessee Titans and like I said I'm a Colts fan not to say I'm not happy with our draft class but I am definitely envious of some of the picks that you guys managed to walk out of the 2022 NFL draft with but that is it for me again my Titans fans hit the like button hit the subscribe button I talk about everyone as clear as day I do not let my fandom blinders blind me and, and you know sway my opinions on things let me know again what you guys think of your draft in the comment section down below and I will see you all next time have a good one